1: rooster for your morning all the news you need to know it's the wabc early news on 77 wabc
2: welcome to the 77 wabc early news i'm not deb valentine she's away this weekend i'm frank diaz with your news, sports business traffic and weather here's everything you need to know
1: the top five at five
2: The search warrant was authorized by
0: a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause.
2: A new report says the FBI searched Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate because it may have had classified documents on nuclear weapons. New York leaders are pushing ahead on congestion pricing, but not all in the tri-state are happy. The CDC released new guidance this week, including no more quarantining. A new survey shows that Americans are worried about President Biden's mental health after a run of public gaffes. The longstanding debate being revived over alleged abuse of horse-driven carriages in New York City. Well, a new report from the Washington Post says that federal law enforcement officers were allegedly searching for highly classified documents on nuclear weapons when they raided former President Donald Trump's home in Florida earlier this week. The Post claims that those familiar with the matter didn't offer any specific details on whether the alleged documents on nuclear weapons were about weapons that were possessed by the United States or a foreign nation, and they did not disclose what they recovered during the search. The Justice Department asked the court to unseal the federal warrant the FBI used to search the Florida, estate of former President Donald Trump. Announcing the action on Thursday, Attorney General Merrick Garland cited, quote, the substantial public interest in this matter.
0: The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter.
2: Federal Judge Bruce Reinhardt gave the Justice Department until 3 p.m. today to certify whether former President Donald Trump supports or opposes unsealing the warrant and property receipt from the FBI's search. Well, Governor Kathy Hochul is pushing ahead on a congestion pricing plan that would raise billions in revenue for public transit projects and promises to significantly decrease traffic into Manhattan's central business and tourism district, but an environmental review of the program shows the difficult political hurdles Hochul will have to overcome both within state borders and in neighboring New Jersey, where Governor Phil Murphy, a fellow Democrat, has made his consternation with the plan known. New York State Assemblyman Mike Lawler spoke about it on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC host John Katsimatidis yesterday. Most
0: of our residents are forced to to come into the city by driving. Have them on top of the bridge crossings that we already face, which are astronomical if you George Washington Bridge. Um, It's really a a, a sham.
2: Congestion pricing would charge drivers extra possibly up to $23 during so-called peak hours to enter Manhattan Central Business District, which is defined as the area that's south of 60th Street. For years, transit officials have talked about the plan, but until Wednesday, there was not much information on what the tolls could look like and whether some drivers could get exemptions or credits. A special panel is ultimately tasked with finding those details, but the review provides a first glimpse at how the system could be implemented. Well, in updated guidance, the CDC says students can stay in their classroom this fall if they've been exposed to COVID. The transition away from quarantining signals an end to several years of remote schooling that stunted learning and increased mental health problems. As of Wednesday, the CDC no longer recommends that people quarantine after they have a COVID exposure unless they're in a high-risk congregate setting, such as jails, homes, nursing homes, and homeless shelters. Schools, however, are not considered to be high-risk in case of an exposure. The CDC now says students and school staff who remain asymptomatic should wear a high-quality mask for 10 days and get tested on day 5. The CDC on Thursday also said that people no longer need to stay at least six feet away from each other. This is driven by a recognition that an estimated 95% of Americans 16 and older have acquired some level of immunity either from being vaccinated or infected. Well, a new survey shows that most Americans are worried about President Biden's mental health following recent public gaffes and awkward antics. According to the Issues and Insights TIPP poll released on Monday, 59% of respondents were concerned about the president's mental health, with 36% saying They were very concerned, and 23% saying somewhat concerned. Just 39% said they were either not very concerned or not concerned at all at 21% about Biden's faculties. The remaining 2% responded that they were not sure about their level of concern. In one gaffe, Biden referred to himself as vice president about a week ago while lamenting his inability to buy an electric Corvette before correcting himself.
0: I I did. I must admit, in total disclosure, I've, I've spoken to the chairwoman about the possibility Of my being able to buy one of those Corvettes that are electric vehicles that, uh, you know, when they come out. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president, while I'm president, any more than I could when I was vice president.
2: Well, the longstanding debate being revived over alleged abuse of horse driven carriages in New York City, Bob Brown has more. Protesters taking to the streets
0: over the future of carriage horses. Advocates want to put an end to it. Ryder collapsed Wednesday on Manhattan's west side at 45th and 9th as police doused him with water and ice for possible heat exhaustion. The city council, Speaker Adrian Adams, the mayor... They're aiding and abetting this egregious animal abuse. Once Ryder arrived back at the stable, a veterinarian diagnosed him with a neurological disease. Ryder will undergo a blood test, which should confirm the diagnosis. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News.
2: Well, FBI Director Christopher Wray Wednesday pushed back on social media threats made against him and other law enforcement officers following his agency's unprecedented search of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Valentine has more.
0: Ray in Omaha, Nebraska reacted to the threats.
1: Any threats made against law enforcement, including the men and women of the FBI, as with any law enforcement agency, are, are deplorable and dangerous.
2: How concerned are you that after the raid, that that could embolden, maybe even incentivize some of the same bad
0: actors from January 6th doing something similar?
1: Again, violence against law enforcement is not the answer, no matter what anybody's upset about or or who they're upset with.
0: Ray did not comment specifically on Monday's raid at Mar-a-Lago. I'm Deborah Valentine for the 77 WABC Early News.
2: Ray also said that 73 law enforcement officers were killed or murdered in the line of duty last year, the highest since 9-11. Well, the New York Times is reporting that a grand jury subpoenaed former President Trump for classified documents he took from the White House to Mar-a-Lago before the FBI took the dramatic step of searching his home. Two people who were briefed on the documents, some of which were classified, told The Times that investigators believe some of the material was so sensitive and critical to national security that the Justice Department had no choice but to send the FBI agents. Legal experts say that the process of obtaining the search warrant likely started weeks ago. And that it was approved at the highest levels of the Justice Department, including FBI Director Ray, who Trump appointed in 2017 after firing James Comey and Attorney General Merrick Garland. Trump's lawyer Christina Bob, told news, told news outlets that investigators seized around a dozen boxes from the compound's basement storage area in the raid. She appeared on Real America's Voice earlier this week.
0: They were they were looking for classified documents, evidence of a, a crime, as far as classified documents go. So they were looking for both classified information that they think should not have been removed from the White House, as well as presidential records.
2: It was initially unclear what the search warrant was related to, but ABC News later cited sources saying that it was related to 15 boxes of documents that Trump took to Mar-a-Lago. Well, an armed man was fatally shot by law enforcement after he attempted to break into the FBI's Cincinnati office and fled the scene yesterday. An hours-long standoff followed where the man was at one point contained, this according to the Clinton County Emergency Management Agency, his Ohio State Highway Patrol Lieutenant Nathan Dennis. The suspect then
0: uh, did raise a firearm toward law enforcement and shots were fired by law enforcement officers on the scene. Uh, at that point... Uh, the suspect was uh, uh, deceased. He succumbed to his injuries at the scene. And everything remains under investigation at this time.
2: Authorities haven't publicly identified the suspect, but the Associated Press reported that an official speaking on the anonymi- condition of anonymity to discuss the ongoing investigation identified him as 42-year-old Ricky Schiffer. The official said that Schiffer was believed to be in Washington in the days leading up to the January 6th attack on the Capitol and may have been present at the riots. Democratic gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke on Wednesday snapped at a heckler who laughed as he was discussing a recent mass shooting. O'Rourke, who has expressed outrage after a gunman opened fire inside a Valde, Texas elementary school and killed 19 children and two adults, delivered a speech at a town hall in the city of Mineral Wells. While discussing some of the details of the tragedy, somebody in the crowd laughed, prompting O'Rourke to swiftly turn around.
0: You could buy two or more if you want to, AR-15s, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and take that weapon that was originally designed for use on the battlefields in Vietnam to penetrate an enemy soldier's helmet at 500 feet and knock him down dead up against kids at five feet. It may be funny to you, mother but it's not funny to me, okay?
2: Overwork earned a big round of applause from the crowd for the response to the Democratic candidate who's pushed for more Restrictive gun laws will face off against GOP Governor Greg Abbott in November. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton said he wasn't impressed with the low price offered by an Iranian military operative to have him assassinated, joking that he was embarrassed by the $300,000 price tag. Bolton was asked about the failed murder for hire plot during an interview on CNN.
0: Well, I was embarrassed at the low price. I would have thought it would have been higher. But, you know, I guess uh, maybe it was the exchange rate problem or something. Uh, I, I read the document with great interest. I had not seen it before. I was not aware of many of the specifics in it, although obviously I'd long had a uh, general understanding of uh, of what the threat was.
2: Walton added that he wasn't aware of many of the specifics of the case against Sharam Porsafi, a member of Iran's notorious Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the Department of Justice announced on Wednesday that it had filed charges against Porsafi for putting the hit on Bolton, likely in retaliation for the U.S. killing IRGC Commander Qassem Soleimani back in January of 2020. Porsafi was charged with providing and attempting to provide material support for a transactional murder plot as well as using interstate commerce facilities to commit murder for hire. He remains at large. Well, more than a 1,000 firefighters in France are struggling to contain a huge wildfire burning through pine forests. This comes as Europe is suffering under a severe heat wave and drought in Poland and Germany. Low water levels and possible pollution have produced mass die-off fish in the Oder River, which runs between them and France, which is enduring its worst drought on record. Flames rage through pine forests late Wednesday into Thursday illuminating the sky with an intense orange light in the Garanda region and neighboring Landis. 77 WBC Time Check coming up on 5-15. Justin Ellick's here. Happy yeah. Friday, Justin. Oh, Thanks, Frank. What's going on? Not
0: much. It is Friday. I'm uh, looking forward to the weekend. Heading out to Boston to get a look at my Yanks at Fenway Park. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. It's a good feeling to know we got football to look forward to every week for the next six or so months. As NFL preseason action is officially in full swing now, and your New York Football Giants are off and running as they paid the Patriots a visit in Foxborough last night to get their preseason slate underway. They did so with a 23 to 21 win, thanks to the kicking foot of Graham Gano, who, to 24 yard field goal as time expired, to leapfrog the Pats and escape with the win. The victory marks the first for new head coach Brian Dable, who did indeed get his starters some work in the first quarter to get their feet wet. Daniel Jones in his right arm went 6 of 10 for 69 yards over two series, and Saquon Barkley collected 13 yards, rushing on four carries. Not a huge sample size, but Giants fans should feel good about seeing those two on the field together again. G-Men have the Bengals slated next at home in MetLife next Sunday, the 21st. As for the Jets, they'll get their action underway tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Head coach Robert Sala announced this week that his starters will see the same type of action the Giants starters did about one to two series for the ones before the two step in to take it the rest of the way. No Baseball last night to speak of locally as both the Mets and Yankees had the day off yesterday. Looking ahead to tonight, though, the Yanks get a three-game weekend series underway in Boston with me in attendance. Look out for me on the television. I'll be sitting about three rows behind the third-base dugout. Don't worry about that. All right. So there against the Red Sox game one scheduled for tonight at seven ten PM Eastern. Domingo Herman will tow the rubber uh for the pinstripes going up against the fireballer. Nathan Uvalde for the Red Sox. As for the Metropolitans, they're itching to get back on the diamond and keep their hot streak rolling. They'll try and do just that with the Philadelphia Phillies coming into Queens for a weekend date at City Field. Game one will get going tonight at seven ten P.M. Eastern. Mad Max Scherzer. Getting the ball going up against Philly's Ranger Suarez. Also, out of the basketball world, the NBA announced it will honor the legacy of Boston Celtics legend Bill Russell by retiring his number six jersey for all 30 teams. Russell becomes the first player in NBA history to have his jersey retired league wide. Very deserving honor for the late Bill Russell. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the Early News Sports Update, I'm Justin
2: Ellick on 77 WABC. Well, you should wear your. I'm Justin Ellick's shirt because people would notice. I'm thinking, um, thinking
0: about that for tomorrow night's game.
2: Oh. Yeah, because I'm going to Friday night's game and Saturday night's oh, game. Oh, very good. So uh, I'll be there all weekend. All right. Thanks, Justin. 77 WBC Time Check, 517. Let's head up <laughs> Joe Nolan with Traffic and Transit. Hi, right, Frank. We've got
1: problems now on the and on the uh, Whitestone Expressway on the southbound side of Twentieth Avenue. There's an accident up there, and then as you make your way further south onto the Van Wyck between Liberty Avenue and Linden Boulevard, again road construction. Two lanes going to be out of service as you get through that area. Now eastbound on the Southern State at the Woonsocket, we have all lanes closed. That for the ongoing road work that'll go on for about a half hour or so. And the same thing on the Jersey Turnpike. That northbound outer roadway is going to be shut down right by the Molly Pitcher Service. Service area That will continue for a little while longer uh, with the overnight road work. It usually goes again right about until 6 o'clock in the morning. Now, if you're in New Jersey, we're still doing very well on 8280 and 287. No real major difficulties on any of those. No minor difficulties for that matter. If you're traveling out onto Route 22, 1 and 9, all that good. On the island, inbound on the LIE, northern and southern states, all three in great shape this morning, coming away from Suffolk County, from Route 110, and then heading westbound all the way on through to Lake Success on the expressway, and even into the city, moving along very nicely. You have a report of an accident on the ramp uh, from uh, the Grand Central Parkway to the LIE. We will check into that for the next report. And on the rails, everybody seems to be in good shape there as well. Uh, we did have a train on the Bergen County line, the 548 from Port Jervis has been canceled because of equipment problems and alternate side is in effect today i'm joe nolan with traffic talk radio 77 wabc
2: thanks joe let's take a look at your forecast from the ramsey mazda weather center next next couple of days mostly sunny today with a high near 83 we've got a little bit of a break from those 90 degree temperatures we had later tonight mostly clear with a low of around 65 tomorrow sunny with a high near 83 right now 73 degrees and cloudy outside the 77 wabc studios well, the Palestinian death toll from last week's fighting between Israel and Gaza militants has risen to 48, this after an 11-year-old girl and a man died from wounds they suffered during the worst cross-border violence. In over a year, two wounded Gaza children ages 8 and 14 were fighting for their lives on Thursday in a Jerusalem hospital, and all more than 300 Palestinians were wounded over to the weekend when Israel struck Islamic jihad targets across Gaza and the militant group fired hundreds of rockets at Israel. Meanwhile, a Palestinian prisoner on a protracted hunger strike was moved Thursday from an Israeli jail to a hospital because of his worsening condition. Israel said it launched in the initial wave of airstrikes, which killed an Islamic jihad commander in response to an imminent threat from the militant group. Days after Israeli troops arrested one of its leaders in the occupied West Bank. Taking a look at your stock futures right now, the Dow Jones, S&P, and NASDAQ all looking pretty good right now, up about a half a percent. Gold and silver down about one-third of a percent. Crude oil down 0.17% to $94.18 a barrel. It's the WABC Early News. Well, the body of a 75-year-old man was discovered decomposing in an apartment in Cypress Hills, Brooklyn, surrounded by possible chemicals with hazardous labels and other suspicious materials. The discovery came during a wellness check when police forced their way into the man's second-floor apartment on 101st Avenue just before 1 o'clock on Wednesday, triggering a large response by multiple city and federal agencies. The man was found sitting on a chair and is believed to have been dead for at least a week. As police searched his apartment, they discovered canisters with hazmat and biohazard labels on more than one. Some canisters were specifically labeled, but police are uncertain if they actually contain those chemicals. They also found schematics of unknown infrastructure, leading police to question why the man was in possession of the materials. Even some neighbors told ABC7 they were Perplexed by these circumstances. That's what we don't know. Everybody's saying they find something. We don't know yet. Like somebody told me, they saw in the news that they found some chemicals, but we don't. We don't know nothing yet. But he was a nice guy. I don't know who's who's gonna do that. The medical examiner will determine the cause of his death. Authorities said that the man was a military vet who was not not on any terror watch list and didn't have any known terror links. Well, the NYPD says the deadly shooting of a 14-year-old Jacob Borbon in the Bronx may have been an accidental shooting after surveillance video showed the teen running, running from an apartment building with a gunshot wound early Thursday morning. According to the NYPD, Borben was hanging with friends after midnight inside 237 East 194th Street in Florida Manor. Someone had a gun, it fired, and Borbon was shot in the chest. NYPD officers were literally steps away from the shooting scene, and were on site within about 20 seconds. First responders rushed Bourbon to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Residents said it's upsetting that guns are easy to obtain and that some are willing to provide them to young people. Cleopatra Take spoke to CBS2. It's never going to stop. They go out of state, they bring the guns back. Everybody wants to sit back, be quiet, nobody wants to say nothing. But we have children. We have to at least fight for the kids. On Twitter, NYPD Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell called the shooting tragic and asked people to come forward with details. Well, police this week say that a driver fleeing from a traffic stop in Queens struck three people, including a toddler, then drove off. Officials say if officers stopped the car in Ridgewood near the border with Bushwick around 5 o'clock in the evening Wednesday at George Street and Wyckoff Avenue, approached on foot and asked for the driver's license. When they ran the license, they realized it had been suspended and asked the driver to step out of the car. Police said the driver ignored them and sped off, hitting a 2-year-old girl, a 28-year-old woman, and a 35-year-old man. The girl suffered a wrist injury, the woman suffered a knee injury, and the man suffered a leg injury. All three were taken to the hospital for treatment. The reported dr- the driver reportedly abandoned the car in Brooklyn, where it was later recovered by police before fleeing on foot, police are still looking for the suspect and have not yet released a description of the driver. Well, the New York City Department of Buildings poured some cold water on plans for an unapproved rooftop pool in Brooklyn. The, they discovered a 480-square-foot pool built on a roof in Williamsburg without permits or professionals involved in the installation. The pool was discovered on Tuesday, and the DOB ordered it drained and removed the same day. At 30 by 16 feet wide and 14 feet and 4 feet deep, excuse me, the pool was holding nearly 60 tons of water on the roof of the occupied building. The DOB says the building housed a daycare center on the third floor. Officials are reminding anyone who would like to have a pool to look into the proper permits that are required. Well, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo back in the news and he wants taxpayers to foot his legal bills to defend himself against a sexual harassment claim brought by one of his state trooper bodyguards. The Democrat sued Attorney General Letitia James on Thursday, arguing that James violated state law by denying him public assistance for his defense. The unnamed trooper filed the lawsuit earlier this year in a federal court in Manhattan asserting that Cuomo and others on his staff violated her civil rights. Cuomo has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing.
0: I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately.
2: The suit also says the allegations stem from a time when Cuomo was, quote, acting within the scope of his employment or duties. Well, City Bike is now encouraging low-income riders to continue to participate in a discounted program that offers free or discounted e-bike rides for as little as $5 a month. It's part of a citywide program called Reduced Fair Bike Share. Valerie Mulligan, the Deputy Commissioner of the Department of Youth and Community Development Summer Youth Employment Program, told pix 11 the program, was a hit with kids and a real win-win.
0: Young people loved having access to the bikes, loved using them. They don't have to get on the subway. They can get where they need to go in a healthy, eco-friendly
2: way the start of the summer, a new program that was a partnership between Lyft City Bike and Health First provided more than 1,200 young people free City Bike memberships in the city's SYEP program. The company says, if you wish to have more information about the reduced fare bike share or want to apply, visit the City Bike website. Oh, it's my favorite band of all time, Metallica. Well, the band, Mar- Mar- Mariah Carey. And the Jonas Brothers will headline a free concert in New York's Central Park to mark the 10th anniversary of the Global Citizens Festival on September 24th. There will also be a concert that day in Accra, Ghana, featuring Usher, SZA, and H.E.R. Global Citizen CEO Hugh Evans told the Associated Press that the event will be less of a celebration and more of a call to action to immediately address numerous crises, including the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and the war in Ukraine. Together, the group estimates those issues could push 200 million more people into extreme poverty by the end of November. Well, Don Draper himself, John Ham's heading to Apple TV's The Morning Show. Jacqueline Carl has more.
0: I'm not going to get edged out. Two. I know I come with a history that not all of you love.
1: One. So happy to have. The morning show on Apple TV Plus is adding actor John Hamm for its upcoming season three. Hamm will play Paul Marks, a powerful corporate figure who plans to take over the show's TV network. He joins the star-studded cast of Billy Crudup, Jennifer Aniston, and Reese Witherspoon. For seventy-seven WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl.
2: Thanks, Jacqueline. If you missed out at the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at wabcradio.com. Also, check out our merch at WABC Radio store. Com. I'm currently wearing a black early news t-shirt. and looks pretty cool. We'll be right back. It's the WABC Early
1: News on 77 WABC.